Hello, and welcome to SOS Podcast. Um, SOS stands for Shannon Offers Suggestions. This is my first podcast, so welcome. A little bit about me. I am an aspiring writer that barely has time to write, or that perhaps is too much of a procrastinator to write. I'm not going to say anything one way or the other, but it's probably that I procrastinate too much. I collect all sorts of things that are nerd-related, pop figures, mini, monster high figures, Asian ball-jointed dolls, basically anything that's collectible, I am addicted to it. It's all over my house, on all of my display shelves, Uh, it's taking over the house. (laughs) I do enjoy playing video games, I enjoy reading and playing with my animals, I have one dog and one cat. I enjoy spending time with my fiance. We are currently planning a wedding that will be taking place at the end of May. So we are, you know, just a little bit busy. And uh, uh, one of my other favorite pastimes is spending time with my fiance. And we are actually starting our own podcast together as well. So um, you guys can look forward to maybe listening to some of those. Uh, Getting down to the heart of the reason for this podcast, I am also a giver of advice. So this has been true for as long as I can remember. Uh, Even as a kid, my friends would seek me out when they needed help or if they just needed an ear or somebody to vent to. Maybe it's because of my role as the older sister in the house, but giving advice and caretaking has pretty much always come naturally to me. Uh, In recent years, I have seen an increase in this, so lots of people ask me questions and advice and how to approach people, how to talk to people, um, ask for advice on how to raise their kids, which always kind of mystifies me because I don't have any kids. Uh, But it's happened so much that I've actually begun to consider going back to school so that I can actually become a family and relationship therapist. In lieu of that though, I thought that since I'm asked so often for tidbits of advice and suggestions that others could perhaps also benefit from my answers as well, so I decided to start this podcast. My ultimate goal with this podcast is really just to share thoughts um, and really to help everybody know that you're not alone in whatever struggles that you might be having uh, and that other people are likely feeling the same way that you are. So here we are. I do feel the need to let everybody know that I am in no way a professional. I have a little disclaimer that I'm going to give here at the beginning, uh, probably at the beginning of every episode that I record, just to be safe. And so I'm going to launch into that here in a second so that we can get that out of the way, and then we'll explore my first question that I received. So, the disclaimer. I am not a professional and I have had no professional training on giving advice. Any advice that I do give on this podcast is based on my own experience with people and any research that I might do, which will be shared with the listeners. If you decide to take any advice or suggestions offered on this podcast, you are doing so with the full knowledge that I am not responsible for any outcomes. Should you ever feel in danger of being hurt by someone or have thoughts of hurting someone else, please seek immediate assistance from your local authorities by calling 911 if necessary. And if you are contemplating suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Okay, so that's out of the way. 
thank you for indulging me. The question that I received was, how do you best emotionally support your child when the issues are in your ex's home while still supporting the parent and their decisions, even when you don't agree with them? <clears throat> so I'm not going to lie. When I first read this question, it was enough to almost frighten me out of not doing the podcast. Um, it kind of packs a punch and it's tough because I don't really know a lot of the details that are behind it. There could really be a lot of factors to consider that I don't really have a way of obtaining more information on. First and foremost is the relationship that you have with your ex. So some questions that come to mind, uh, are there new partners involved on either side that might be making the situation more challenging? Do you get along with your ex or is there a lot of fighting? And what type of decisions are you trying to support that you don't really agree with? <clears throat> Excuse me. Because not all decisions are really meant to be supported. So ask yourself first, why are you supporting their decisions? If it's just to keep relations smooth and not fight, that might be the wrong reason. That can be a lot like putting a band-aid over a surface wound that actually really goes a lot deeper than you originally thought. The next big question that I would have here is, what exactly is happening in the ex's home that is causing the distress? So again, without the extra details around these questions, it's going to be pretty difficult to give anything more than just kind of generic advice. So here we go. First off, I'm going to assume that your relationship with your ex is maybe on slightly rocky but civil terms. <clears throat> If that's not the case, I apologize, and I hope that you can still find this helpful in at least some way. Uh, and I'm also going to assume that you have a kid that might be somewhere between the ages of 4 and 12. If you're in a situation where you feel safe and comfortable to approach your ex with conversation, my first recommendation would be to sit down and have a frank discussion with your ex about what you're seeing and observing and how you think certain behaviors or decisions might be affecting your guys' kid. So starting the conversation with your ex uh, with something along the lines of, hey, I want to share some observations with you about our kid, whatever your kid's name is, we'll just say... Uh, Johnny. <laughs> so I want to share some observations with you about Johnny and then get your opinions on them too. And so this will really let your ex know that you're not coming in to try and accuse or jump down their throat, but instead want to invite their opinion on the matter as well by asking them to share with you if they have seen anything or noticed anything. After that, you can describe whatever it is you're noticing or what maybe your child has shared with you and ask if your ex has noticed anything similar or different when uh, Johnny comes to stay with them. This might also be a really good time to discuss your co-parenting plan, if you have one, uh, or make any changes to it, or just discuss implementing one. Reaffirm that you wanna support your ex and their decisions, uh, but that you don't necessarily agree with some of their choices. So ask if there can be a compromise. So, hey, you know, I really want to support you and um, this is going to be what's best for Johnny, uh, but sometimes you make decisions that I don't really agree with. Is there any way we could sit down and maybe come up with a compromise? 
And then also be sure to ask if there's anything that your ex wants you to compromise on. So, hey, these are some things that I've noticed and I was hoping we could come up with a compromise. Is there anything that you've noticed or any decisions that I might make that you would like to compromise on as well? I think it's important to show that you are also aware that changes might need to happen on your end. And this is whether they do or they don't. It's like if you are, um, definitely the wronged party and you don't think any changes need to be made, it says a lot to the other person if you just kind of take that step and say, hey, you know, maybe there's something that needs to be changed on my side too. What are your thoughts? Um, that way the other party can feel heard. Also, it's important to remember not to be defensive during this process. So as you guys are having your discussions, if anything starts to feel like it's turning into a blame game or things are starting to get a little bit heated, um, be sure to take that step back. Try, it's, it's the hardest thing in the world, um, but try to just consciously remind yourself that we're not engaging in this today. Um, take that step back and let them know uh, you'd like some time to cool down and you think that you should both try to approach the subject again later. Now, this situation may not be doable for any number of reasons. Maybe you're uncomfortable with confrontation, uh, which if you're anything like me or anybody in America or anybody in the world, really, you are uh, uncomfortable with confrontation. It's something that people don't like. Um, if that's the case, I definitely urge you to practice with somebody that you know and trust beforehand. And that way, uh, not only will it boost your confidence, but it's going to give you a really good grasp of what you're going to be talking about beforehand, what you're going to say, the flow of it. Um, and maybe you, you can even practice getting into some of those uh, situations where maybe they're getting a little tense so that you can practice your let's back up and, and approach this later uh, discussion. Additionally, maybe your ex just isn't the kind of person that will sit down and talk with you. So um, whatever the reason, if, if this can't happen, uh, it is important to be having the discussions with your child too, which you may already be having. Um, but to get to the main point of your question, which is how do you emotionally support your child? Um, if you aren't already, sit down with your kiddo and get them to talk about how they feel about whatever the situation is. So what's going on? Ask them how they're feeling about it. Um, you know, maybe they're complaining of a tummy ache all the time. Our good friend's stress and anxiety will sometimes make us feel physically ill. So talk about why they think their tummy is aching or why they feel sad. Ask them to really explore why they feel the way they do and then ask them what sort of things make them happy in life. Uh, you know, the, we get our normal responses like, oh, McDonald's and a tub of ice cream, or uh, my action figure toys, or stuff like that. Um, you and I both know that just giving them the McDonald's or toys all the time is not going to help the situation. Um, but really getting them to kind of focus on recognizing those things. So yes, if McDonald's makes them happy, talk about why McDonald's makes them happy. Because I have a full belly and I love french fries. Um, why do your action figures make you happy? Well, because I get to play pretend and I get to do this and that. Uh, so... Uh, 
essentially helping them understand why they're feeling the way they are and then giving them the tools and some things that they can do to cope with that. Another idea might be healing through helping others. So you could check out what kind of programs you guys could do together to help somebody else out. Oftentimes when we struggle, it's because we think that we're alone in what we're experiencing when that's definitely not the case. So finding an easy volunteer program that you could do together and then maybe talking together afterwards about what you did to help someone else might be a good way to rechannel some of the emotions that not only your kiddo is experiencing, but that both of you are experiencing. Or if you're short on time, uh, you could go to the dollar store, pick up some rubber gloves, get a box of trash bags, and maybe just take kiddo on a walk in your neighborhood and you guys can pick up some of the litter that might be around. This could be, this could be a good thing for several reasons. Um, first off, you're getting outside, you're getting some fresh air. Uh, it allows the two of you to discuss what might be going on with your emotions while you're distracted and kind of doing something else. And again, it gives you that topic to discuss together on how the act of helping keep your neighborhood clean uh, helps you guys and it helps those around you that are living in the same area as you. So really getting them to focus on, on what their actions do externally. And I think that you'll find that with something to focus on, the kiddo's words may come a lot easier too. Ultimately though, there may not really be any immediate solutions or any solutions at all for a little while. Uh, I think the main point though is, is giving your child those skills to articulate how they're feeling um, is, is really the primary thing to focus on. And once they become comfortable with discussing their feelings and emotions with you, they'll be able to turn around and apply that to their other relationships as well. So uh, hopefully that would even transfer over to the ex's home and they can talk to their other parent about that. As I mentioned earlier, I'm definitely not a professional and I think that the most important thing in these types of situations is professional counseling, uh, both for the child and for the single parent. Uh, if money is tight, you can check out a website. It's called AuntBertha.com, so www.AuntBertha.com. Uh, all you do is you pop in your zip code and hit enter and it'll search for all sorts of resources. You'll have all kinds of resources at your fingertips. Once you're at the website, you can go to a section called care and then down to support network and you can find options under parenting education and under counseling as well. A lot of these things are free to low cost options. So, um, I definitely encourage you or anybody else that's looking for other resources to check that website out. Um, they have all kinds of wonderful things, food assistance, uh, travel assistance, just basically any resources that are in your area. Additionally, I have compiled a list of resources for some books that might be helpful for both you and for your kid. A lot of them are centered on divorce, and so I'm not really sure if that's what your situation is or if you were just maybe together for a long time and split up, but either way, I believe that they'll apply. Uh, I will list them out in the description of this episode, uh, as well as include some links with additional resources should you need them. Uh, they'll also be shared to uh, my Twitter posts and my Facebook posts on the page, so you can find them there as well. 
uh, some examples of what I did find. One of the books for the kids were uh, My Parents Are Divorced Too, which seemed like a really good resource. Uh, it's a book about kids or for kids that were written by kids that who also had parents that went through a divorce and they were from a blended family so uh, some of what I was able to read of the sample of the book seemed to be pretty good. Uh, it kind of really depends on the age of your child. If they're a little bit older uh, you might need to look up some additional resources on Amazon. Uh, I found lots of co-parenting handbooks. Uh, there was one that is called The Co-Parenting Handbook, and then there was another one called Co-Parenting with a Toxic Ex. Uh, not saying that that is your situation, but I definitely wanted to include it for anybody else who might be in that situation that might need it. So again, those links will be in the description. And then my final thought for you is that after going through all of this and hopefully going through some counseling or whatever it is that you ultimately decide to do, uh, there still may come a time when it's more important to pull your child out of the situation. And again, without knowing what's really going on in the situation, it's hard to provide any advice around it. Um, but it is okay, and this is what I really want you to take away, is that it's okay to focus on yourself and on your child. Sometimes relationships just can't be repaired, or an ex's decision shouldn't and can't be supported. If you need further help with that, definitely seek out a counselor. They have so many wonderful tools that they can give people that uh, can kind of help walk you through that kind of a decision and what should be said, what should be done. So um, hopefully you don't need to do that, but I definitely encourage it if that's the case. With that, I want to thank you for reaching out to me and allowing me an opportunity to really think about your situation. I can't imagine what you must be going through or how hard it must be, um, but I do know that you'll come out of it strong. And so I just wanted to give you and your kiddo best wishes of healing and love. And thank you so much for listening to SOS. I'll see you all next time.